Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Cabinet ministers are expected to approve new guidelines on banning of smartphones in schools. And under the changes, Education Minister Norma Foley will ask parents to take a collective decision not to buy smartphones for their children. And it follows on from the successful example of eight schools in Greystones County Wicklow, where parents of primary school children agreed not to buy smartphones for their children before they entered second level education. The same was also done in in Waterford. What do you think about this approach? Um, Well, Rachel Harper is the principal of St. Patrick's National School in Greystones, uh, one of the eight schools where this initiative originated. Uh, And and Rachel is is on the line now. Um, Good afternoon, Rachel. Good afternoon, Maureen. Uh, Good to talk to you. Um, How are you feeling now that it's likely that this incentive is, is going to be extended nationwide? We're absolutely thrilled. Um, it's it's just great to, to see the strength, you know, when schools come together um, and communities come together, you know, they can really make a difference. And now it's great to see, you know, the government is supporting this now and, and hopefully it's going to be rolled out across the country. And um, we've certainly seen the benefits here in Greystones and Dalgany. And that's, um, that's exactly what I was going to ask you, Rachel, because yeah. you're ahead of the curve. So what mm-hmm. what have you learned? Uh, is there anything you'd do differently? Well, I think right, the, the strength in this was that, you know, there was the choice there for parents, that it's, it's a voluntary code that we're asking parents to sign up to. Um, and I suppose we're getting the conversation going. And, and when we initially sent out the voluntary code to the parents, you know, we'd got together as a group of eight principals and we all decided to roll this out in each of our schools at the same time. Mm. Um, and we sent out a letter to all the parents talking to them and, and just explaining, I suppose, really the benefits of, of waiting until secondary school before you purchase a phone for your child. Um, and, and I really think that's the important bit here to try and keep things positive. It's not that we're taking away, it's we're trying to do something good for the children here. And I suppose and is that why we don't use the word ban? Absolutely, because there's there's going to be choice there for parents always. Do you know, if there's a ban, then there's no choice. Mm. Um, and I think that's important. And what we did was we got all the principals to sign the bottom of this letter. Um, so it was a collaborative approach in all of our schools. And then I suppose the strength in that is that all the children, you know, that for them, they feel like it's fair if everybody's the same, do you mm. know, and also for the parents that they feel that they're supported because, you know, the school is supporting them. They're supporting this going out, the principals, but also that parents feel more supported, that parents from other schools as well as their schools are choosing this approach. You so, know, so if a child from our school goes to tennis club or the rugby club or on a scout trip, everybody's the same, you know. And I think most parents, and you know, I, I have three kids all in school, one in secondary school, two in primary school. Um, I think the pressure starts to come around fifth class for I need a phone, I want a phone, I have to have a phone, I need a phone, I want a phone, I have to have a phone. That comes in as young as fifth class. Yeah, and you know, it was even creeping in younger than that, you know. Um, And I suppose that was our fear that if if phones were creeping in at this age, you know, if you fast forward another four years or five years, would they be creeping in even younger and younger, you know. And chatting to the parents down the junior end of the school, they were fearful where things were now and they were saying, look, what's it going to be like by the time their child is in fourth or fifth class, you know? Mm. Um, so I suppose with this approach, hopefully it's the new norm for children, you know, junior, senior and, and for a second going up now that they just 
expect that a smartphone is something they get in secondary school, you know, and and with this model, then we will be able to roll out then, you know, um, digital literacy lessons for the children, preparing them for when they get these phones, do you know? So how long, Um, how long is this going on in, in your school now? I know you're, you're one of the first to do yeah, it. So. Well, we only started rolling this out uh, May, June of okay. last year. So it's all very fast, you know. And I suppose our reason for doing that, like correctly, as you were saying, they kind of creep in about fifth class. So mm. the summer can be a milestone for a lot of parents and their kids saying, look, they, you know, they do purchase their phones over the summer. So by bringing it in just before the summer, there was a lot of fifth class parents saying, you know, thank you thank so you. much for bringing <laughs> yeah. it now. Yeah. <laughs> because we were under so much pressure to get a phone over the summer. And now we can blame the school. And listen, we're used to being blamed for things. But but I suppose what we really need to get across is that, look, we're not, you know, it's not a principal's job or it's not the school's job to ban phones. Yes. We're encouraging parents to wait and, and do it together. And by you know, doing and that, you're supporting, supporting the parents. Yeah. Um, thanks, Rachel. I'm also going to talk to um, Helen. Helen, you're a primary teacher and a principal in Clonakilty. Hi, Marie. Yes, that's right. Thanks for having me on. Oh, good to uh, talk. My- good to talk to you as a, as a, as a teacher and, and principal. Um, mobile phones are a massive distraction, uh, I'd imagine, in, in the classroom or just even outside of the classroom. Are, are children not concentrating as much as they used to, the ones who have phones? Well, I suppose we are a primary school, so we don't allow phones in school. Um, so it's not like post-primary where they would be allowed to have the phones on silent in their bags. We won't allow them in school at all. But absolutely, it is a distraction in a sense that they're being used outside of school for those that have them. As you said, it it starts in fifth class, sometimes maybe fourth class, the children might get a phone. And they talk about having a phone in school all the time, if they do. And then that can create a problem for children who don't have a phone. And I would be in agreement with Rachel. I don't think children of primary school age should have phones at all. And I have to commend Rachel on the work they've done there up in Greystones. I think it's brilliant because... I do think it has a knock-on effect in the school, in, especially in terms of cyberbullying, exclusion, people who are being left out of WhatsApp groups, people who aren't on Snapchat, so they're not involved in all the, the banter that happens in school around the phones as well. So I, I think it's amazing what they've done in grade school, and I would totally be supportive of an, a rollout nationally on that initiative. I think it would be um I think it would be excellent. And I think most primary principals would agree, even though we don't have the phones in school, there is a knock-on effect yeah, in the school. Of course. OK, David is on the line as well. Uh, good afternoon, David. Good afternoon, Ray. How are you? I, I'm very, very good. Although this uh, topic does stress me out because it's something I talk about at home a lot. I have a son in fifth year. Of course, he has a phone and he has a smartphone. Uh, he got his in first year. But personally, I think it was still it was still too young. But I, you know, I fell to the pressure Uh, and I have two little girls who are definitely not getting a mobile phone (laughs) they're five and seven but what are your thoughts on this David? Well I suppose my thoughts are look that's that's a nice uh, good initiative and I I would support it but however in my case where my son was bullied in in school Mm. in second year it started through the phone um, and while we try to action that and and get the school involved in terms of their anti-bullying policy they didn't really get involved and it was kind of left to our own devices to, to work things out. So we ended up, you know, reluctantly taking the, taking the phone off our son. Uh, you know, was it the right thing, the wrong thing? We, did, we didn't want to see him continue to be bullied on, on, the, um, on the phone. So 
it was a tough it was tough like it was really really tough and even to this day like he's a young man now and he's still he's still um your words, he's still living through those effects of, of that bullying. Oh, I'm, I'm, um, I'm yeah, sorry about that because that just, you know, we've heard this said about cyberbullying. It doesn't leave. It doesn't end at 3.30 or 3 o'clock. It's, it's, all, it's all day. It is. And, and even when it's technically finished, you know, it's the thought process and, and thinking about it and, and um, trying to process what happened is, um, can also be a, b- a big effect on, on, on some young adults. Um so I see this as a good initiative, but I don't think it goes far enough. And I think really where the government and where the Minister of Education should be standing up is saying, look, if we have policies, first of all, we should we should be making sure that those policies um, actually work for, for parents like me or for kids that are in, in those positions, right? That's the first thing. The second thing I would also say is that this initiative should go an awful lot further in terms of the the, um, the the social media providers. We need stronger legislation for mm. the social media companies, so that when issues like this are being you know identified, where you know there's issues like this where where kids you know are getting bullied, yeah. we can go to the social media company through through stronger legislation and say, okay, this has to stop. Yeah, there might be simple means of doing it. I, I, I believe there is very simple means of doing it, just blocking people and things like that. Um, and that nips it in the bud. And I think we need that in place because we tried that with social media companies. We tried to nip it in the bud with them. We tried to ask them, would they stop, you know, this person? You know. Yes. Yeah, and what happens is um, they say, they tell you, delete the person, and we do all that. And then, you know, after a while, then what happens is... It's so, convoluted. It's difficult to to do all of that. Yeah, when you just want, you simply just want it to stop. Yeah, we want it to stop. But what happens is the social media company introduce that person again and again and again. You know, the, the person floats up on their, on their page again. And, um, you know, it's, do I don't, I type in for the, for the person, you know, for the young person. So it's, so it's much easier if we had strong legislation for social media companies. So do you think something, um, and we were talking about this yesterday, e-scooters, nobody under the age of 16, you know, should be on one. Do you think with smartphones, nobody under the age of, say, 16 or transitioning or whatever should have a smartphone? I don't think we're going to get to that stage. I mean, I think, I just don't think that's going to happen, especially the way um, the way uh, the digital thing is moving on, the age is moving on. I, t- I don't think we're going to be able to do it um, because it'll be like everything, they'll, they'll find another way um, so I really think if we have the legislation in place so that the social media company um, is stopped, you know, they have a, a corporate responsibility to, to to ensure that this doesn't happen, you know. Okay. Um, and I, I think that's really where we need to be tackling this. And, and I appreciate the initiatives, the, 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 the people you were talking about, or the people earlier talked about, I think they're all good initiatives, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're strong enough. They're just not strong enough. And David, can I just ask, when you took the phone from your son, um, you know, did that help him? You took that away from him. Did that did that help him initially? Well, you see, it brought a lot of other issues then in terms of our relationship with him as well. You know, of course, of course, of know, course. I know, you, I know, yeah, you were damned you if you do and and damned yeah. if you didn't. Um, look, thank you so much for sharing that with me, um, uh, David. Fiona is on the line. Uh, Fiona, you don't think that this is the right approach at all. No, I, I don't. And I suppose um, bullying has always existed. They used to use pen and paper years ago. Are they going to ban paper and pens as well? I mean, I think it's about educating children mm-hmm. and trying to explain to them the serious element of bullying. And also, like, just coming from a parent of autistic kids, um, smartphones are a lifeline 
autistic people, and a lot of their apps are used to communicate non-verbal kids, etc. And a lot of autistic kids maybe have no friends that break and the smartphone is their only connection to the to that kind of world. Well, I would say with, you know, this, they would obviously have, um, it would be different for for your child. They couldn't take that away from well, your I, child. I, I don't know. And, and also, my kids that are in school, I mean, like they're, they're in secondary school, they're not allowed to use their phones in class. That is, that is 100% fact. So I don't think there's a problem a child looking at their phone. That's, that's actually punishing the victim as well as the bully. We need to educate bullies. Well, I we suppose the only thing is, looking at something this morning, children are seeing totally unsuitable content. I mean, there's children as, as young as 10 seeing that's porn. That's parents then, isn't it? I mean, the parents should be responsible. I don't think it's up to the Minister of Education to police our children. Oh, absolutely. It, it isn't. But if you are not with your child 24 hours a day, you can't, I suppose, well, yourself you, you, look you, at what you, they're looking at. I know, I know, Marie, but if you don't want your five-year-old having a phone, don't buy them one. It's pretty simple. My kids didn't have um, smartphones in, in primary school, uh, but my kids are like 14 and 16 now and hearing people saying they're going to ban a phone from a 16-year-old will enrage a, a teenager and probably cause more bullying. In my opinion, it will have a, a, a counteract effect. You know, it's it's just, I'm not into banning things, I'm not into banning books. What is that we're doing going well, this is definitely not going to be, I suppose, a ban. But in in primary schools, they are saying uh, no smartphones. Um, um, thank you for that, Fiona. There's a couple of texts here. Uh, typical of the Irish education system. Let's ban phones instead of educating the children on how to use them properly. Uh, that is from um, Tommy and uh, is Laura. Is Laura on the line there as well? Yes, I am. Hi, Hi uh, good afternoon to you, Laura. And you're a parent of two children going to school in Greystones, um, where this has been in place for a few months. And how has it been working for you? It's been fantastic, to be honest, Maraid. I mean, okay. when this voluntary code was sent out to the parents uh, through the PTAs and stuff like that, you know, it was absolute no-brainer in terms of signing it for myself and my husband. Now, you know, we are at the luckier end of the scale, in a sense. We're in the junior cycle. Our, our kids are junior and senior infants. Um, so we haven't, you know, Santa has not been asked to provide a phone. Birthdays, we've not been asked to give a phone. So we're kind of lucky that we're kind of, um, out of we've avoided that kind of sphere of the kids who are, co- like it's, you said. But it's coming, it's coming. Back. But it's absolutely coming. And the great thing and the peace of mind for myself and my husband is that it definitely alleviates some of that worry and fear that we had looking to the future as to where things are going with social media and the intensity of it. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that growing up. You didn't have that growing up. No, it's a totally different minefield now. Yeah, so my son and my daughter, they will know no difference. This will be their norm. They look at their older cousins who are in secondary school and yes, they have phones and that's what they just think life is. You get one when you're, you know, 14, 15, 15. 16. And we, yeah, and at primary school, you don't get one. So there's no there's no um, fear or worry in our sense then that, the, you know, the bullying can come home through a device in your pocket because that's not going to be the case and anything I think that we could do to reduce um, the stresses and strains of, of trying to get our, navigate, navigate and get our kids through through school and through primary school level um, all the better in my All view. the better we should all get on board well thank you so much um, for that Laura I, I recently spoke to um, the Education Minister Norma Foley about this for a podcast that I host called Jenny Murray now you can hear uh, the podcast in full it'll be there at 2.30 today on the Go Loud app or wherever you get your podcast so I want to say thanks to Rachel, David Fiona, Helen and Laura, who spoke to me today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.